0: Listening to Life of Revival Radio with Pastor Zachary Weber. It says in Malachi chapter 3 and in verse 8, it says, Will a man rob God? Yet you've robbed me. But you say, Wherein have we robbed thee? And he said, in your tithes and in your offerings. So not just the tithe, but the offering too. And he said in verse 9, you're cursed with a curse. For you've robbed me, even this whole nation. And then he says in verse 10, to bring all the tithe into the storehouse. That there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open you the windows of heaven... And pour you out a blessing. Everyone say a blessing. blessing. That there is not room enough to receive it. And in verse 11, And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. And he shall not destroy the fruit of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, says the Lord of of hosts. Verse 12, And all nations shall call you blessed. For you shall be a delightsome land, says the Lord of hosts. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Amen. Now again in verse 10 it says, bring all the tithe into the storehouse. What's the tithe? The tithe is a tenth. Amen. I've heard people say, well, I just tithe my time. Well, I mean, it doesn't really work that way. I mean, you can if you want, you know. I know people who pray and they tithe their time. And, you know, I know a minister who does that he's been trying to get me to do that with him. Amen. I think he wants us to hold each other accountable. Amen. (laughs) uh, But, you know, uh, that's fine. But here he's talking about financially. He says to bring the tithe and to bring the offering into the storehouse. What's the storehouse? Well, I mean, in today's context, it would be wherever you are getting fed spiritually so that there may be meat in my house. In other words, so that God's house can have everything that it needs to operate and to fulfill the vision that God's put upon the house. Amen. So if you're a part of a local church and, uh, you know, and you are there, I mean, surely you're there to be a part of the vision that God's put on the house. Are you with me? Hallelujah. Some of you need to breathe a little bit. Amen. I mean, we're not here to extract anything from you. I'm here to just minister the word to you. Amen. So you're looking at me like, you're really talking about this today? I mean, if not today, then when? Pray tell. Amen. And so, yeah, I mean, that's fine. Glory to God. Just just breathe. It's going to be okay. Amen. And, uh, you know, so what's the vision of this house? What's the vision of, of the River Church, Coshocton? To just have a Sunday morning thing, have a Sunday morning experience? Well, we're a local church and we do have Sunday morning, but the vision of this ministry is much more than a Sunday morning experience. Who realizes that? Amen. What's our slogan? Who can tell me? What is the slogan of this ministry? Oh, wow. Okay, we're, we're putting it in you. Amen. That, that's really the vision of this ministry is Cushocton shall be saved. And I, I really say this, people have two ears, so I'm not going to be happy uh, that the vision is fulfilled. I'm not, I'm not going to be happy until everybody has heard the gospel at least two times, one for each ear. I mean, we're we're sitting now where we've been able to preach the gospel to over 5,000, well now six, 7,000 really people, individuals in Coshocton. You know, there are 10,000 people in the city. There are 30,000 people in the county. I mean, we had one guy just go to all the surrounding villages from Warsaw to, to all these little areas are in Coshocton County, uh, Cooperdale, all these areas, and he just went house to house just himself, this man who used to come to the church, probably led 800 people to to the Lord. I mean, that's the vision of this ministry is to see Keshokt and saved. Amen. And even if every one of those people, I mean, they're not attending this church. There are some people attending other churches. Whatever, that's fine. We're not here to build, a, build a, a kingdom here. We're here to build the kingdom of God. Are you with me? But if anything else, the Bible says it is the gospel message that is the power of salvation. So we are getting the gospel into the city. And God said, my word will not return void, but it will accomplish what I've sent it forth to do. So we're sitting now 7,000, 6,000, 7,000 gospel seeds planted in our city. Oh, my goodness. Are you kidding me? You're going to see this next decade. We're going to reap such a harvest in Coshocton, Ohio, the lights of which has never been seen in this region. Are you with me? Hallelujah. So uh, we're going to see it. We're going to see big things. God's word will not return void as we are pounding the city with the gospel like a battering ram. If anything, it is a restraining order against what the devil would like to do in our city. Can you say amen? You don't know if that person that you went up and shared the gospel to or someone that the river church was able to reach... Uh, through your voice, through your hands, whatever. You don't know if that person that day wasn't contemplating suicide. You don't know if that person was not about to go make the biggest mistake of their life and then somebody came up to them and says, you know, God has a plan for your life. What would you do if you breathed out your last breath? You don't know if that night they they went home and laid their head on the pillow and those words turned over and over in, uh, in the, their innermost man, their innermost being, you don't know if they were thinking, what would happen if I died tonight? And it could have stopped them from making a terrible mistake, you don't know. It's a restraining order. The gospel, the Bible says, is the power of God unto salvation. Th- this church doesn't exist to just collect people. This is not a place where we collect people. I'm not here to collect butts, to put them in the seat, so I got something to look at on Sunday. You know, this is a place where faces are going to change. Why? Because this is a place where people will come, they'll get the fire of heaven, they'll get the fire of the Holy Ghost, and they're going to launch out to the far front corners of the world. This is a a place where you're going to get equipped. This is a place where you're going to get branded by the fire of God. Now, for some of you, you live here in Coshocton. You're not trying to move. Amen. So you'll, you'll be here. This will be your home church. This will be your local church. But this will also be a place where people will come from other nations. They'll come from other states. They'll come from far away just to come to receive what God is doing and to take it back to their state, to take it back to their nation. I'm telling you, that's what the Lord has shown us. That's what the Lord said. That's the vision. Because shall be saved. Ohio shall be shaken. I mean, if I told you some of the things the Lord told me to believe Him for, I mean, some of the stuff I don't even like to talk about because it just seems so big that I feel like some of you would just laugh at me. If I told you some of the things the Lord told me about to believe Him for and to do before before I go home to be with the Lord. Amen. Some of the vision of this ministry. Amen. I mean, one of the things I'll just go ahead and tell you. The Lord told me, He said, believe me that 10% of Ohio will be saved. 10%. 10%. That's like 1.1 million decisions. Well, I mean, if you think, if God just keeps multiplying this ministry, if if he just keeps multiplying our harvesters and soul winners, amen, we can see 1.1 million, amen. What if other river churches spring up all across Ohio? What's what's the river all about? What did Jesus say? Out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. and this he spoke of the Holy Ghost. This is a place where God is free to move. You know, I, I remember this one lady, she called me, bless her heart, she was up in northern Ohio. She was like two hours away, and she called me, and I don't even know how she got my number. But I just, you know, this was back when I answered numbers I didn't know. Amen. <laughs> now I just got to, oh, I don't know who that is. <laughs> you know. And uh, <laughs> so I, I answered the, the call, and she said, um, she said, look, she said, let me tell you the story. I'm in northern Ohio. All the churches here are dead. And she said, and I heard about your church. I heard where you graduated from. So if you're anything like your pastor, I know it's going to be good. So she said, I want to come and attend one of your services. I said, okay. She said, "Um, which service is the good one? (laughs) She said, you know, we used to have Sunday night. She said, should I come Sunday morning, Sunday night, or Wednesday? Which Which one will is God free to move? Because she said, because I know how churches are, you know, they'll have their believers meetings. I want to come to the believers meeting, you know, where God's free to move. I started laughing because I, I don't think like that. To me, this is a believers meeting. All of our meetings are believers meetings. Amen. I'm sorry. We don't have, uh, join us Sunday morning. We have our unbelievers meeting. Where we all just come in unbelief and we just don't think God's going to do anything. <laughs> you know, to me, every meeting's a believer's meeting. I believe, you know, I'm believing this morning someone's going to get healed. Someone's going to get a miracle. Someone's going to get free. Amen. So I started to laugh. And I said, lady, just pick one and win a prize. I said, God, the same God who moves Wednesday is the same God who moves Sunday morning. I said, all of our services, God is free to move and do whatever he wants to do. We don't put a time limit on them. We don't say, okay, the Holy Spirit, you are free to move, but at 12 o'clock, we have to go and beat the Baptist to the buffet. <laughs> we, I don't tell him that, you know. So we don't put a restraint on God. We don't say, okay, Lord, you're allowed to move, but only in this way. God, you can move, but we don't want any of the tongues. We don't want anyone falling down. I mean, come on, we gotta look dignified. We're trying to build a good reputation in our community. My God. We don't do any of that. Amen. And uh, in fact, I mean, we've had people with big old checkbooks come and they, they like the church, but they don't like the tongues. They like the church, but, you know, that healing stuff. We don't, know, we don't know if we believe in that healing stuff. If you would just change. You know, people would love to create me in their image. I'm sorry. You didn't call me here. Your checkbook didn't call me here either. Sorry. We're not moved by any money or any amount of money because you can't buy what God's doing here. You can't pay for it, and you can't pay us to stop. You can't pay us to talk. You can't pay us to shut our mouth. We're just going to obey heaven's mandate. We're just going to do what God put us here to do because Shokton shall be saved. Ohio shall be saved. God loves this, this city. When I came to Coshocton, I was born and raised here. I never knew Coshocton meant, it means what, the three rivers, where the rivers meet? I had no idea. You didn't tell me, uh, and I lived here. I grew up here, and I didn't know what this, the name of the city meant. I didn't know that three rivers in Ohio meet in Coshocton. That's, cra- that's amazing to me. And then we come, I come here, and the Lord tells me, start a church and call it the river. You know, I should have got a hint when everything is called like river, you know. And then where does the Lord put us at the beginning of this year? On River Road, with a big river behind us. I mean, I think God's in it. I'm sorry, man can't do that. Man can't orchestrate that. So so I thought you are talking about the tithe. Well, I'm talking about the vision now because I'm so excited about what God's doing. Amen. And he says, bring all the tithe bring, and the offering into the storehouse. Why? So there, there, that there may be meat and, in my house. In other words, so that the, the, the church or the local church can have the resources that it needs to fulfill what God has told them to do. Does that make sense? Amen. Now, I got this realization when I was very young. I thought, you know what? And this is, you know, if I wasn't the pastor, I would want to attend a church that had a big vision. Amen. I would want to attend a church that had a vision bigger than the building it was in, bigger than the congregation size, bigger than, than life. I would want to be a part of a big a church with a big vision. Why? Because if it's the will of God that the vision of the church be carried by the tithe and the offering of the people, then that means if it has a big vision, I'm talking like money honey, bread, Fred, Dojo, Smack Jack. I'm talking if that vision needs millions of dollars to accomplish, it means God is going to have to increase some people in the church so that just their tithe can carry what God's trying to do. Can you say amen? Amen. 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 Because God, faith pleases God. If you don't believe, that's fine. You don't have to be a part of anything. Amen. Hallelujah. But I'm here to tell you, is that true? Does that make sense? To me, that makes sense that if it has a big vision god will have to increase the people so that just the just the 10% of all of them will carry what god's calling that ministry to do amen hallelujah amen <laughs> who's God going to increase in this ministry I mean I was just reading it before I even came out and I wasn't even going to preach it in Deuteronomy 8 it says when your silver and gold is multiplied when everything that you have is multiplied when your livestock is multiplied I don't know if I have any farmers in here but God's in the livestock multiplication business you know he said when everything you have is multiplied you will bless the Lord your God for it is he who gives you the power to create wealth that he may establish his covenant with you Amen. The Bible says the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow to it. I'm sorry. I'm not going to apologize about the blessing of the Lord. Can I tell you something? I believe in, I believe in the blessing of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he says, bring it into the storehouse so that there may be meat in my house. Amen. And, and then he said something so wonderful. And he said, if you do this, I will pour you out a blessing. I will pour a blessing out. Everyone say a blessing. I will pour you out a blessing. Then he didn't just stop there. He could have just said a blessing, and that would have been enough for me. Because I know the Bible says the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and adds no sorrow with it. But he said, I will pour you out a blessing so great that there will not be room enough to receive it. If you really study that out in in the ancient Hebrew, when it says that there's not a room enough to receive it, it's actually saying there, I heard a theologian Break it down, he said. That that's actually saying that he will pour onto you a never ending blessing. That if you took it all at one time, there wouldn't be room enough, amen. But it's a never ending supply, a never ending blessing. I'm talking a Monday blessing, a Tuesday blessing, a Wednesday blessing, Thursday blessing, hallelujah. I will pour blessing upon you. I'll never forget the one time, because this church is a giving church. One of our biggest expenses is, is actually giving, which I think is so cool. I like to see that at the end of the year, and I like to see that one of the top things at this church uh, of the outflow is not a mortgage, it's not the salaries or payrolls, but it's, it's giving out into the community and elsewhere. And, uh, and anyway, one, one time we did an outreach at the fairground, and uh, we went there with one truckload of, of things for an outreach. I mean, these were household items and clothes and toys for kids. And, and really, it wasn't enough for a, a big outreach, but it was enough for what we were doing. And, uh, and I remember uh, when by the time we got there and to unload our stuff, there were boxes and boxes of stuff that somebody across the street just came and gave. They were moving, and they just gave a lot of their stuff that they couldn't take with them and I think they tried to have a yard sale and they gave boxes of stuff, household stuff, good stuff, uh, you know, because uh, they heard we were having an outreach and giving it out to the community. So we go with one truckload, now we we arrive there with more blessing to give out to the community. So then we're setting things up. Suddenly uh, there was a flea market happening at, at the fairgrounds and people see what we were doing. They were taking dollies of boxes And they were bringing it over so that we could give it out. We had had more stuff. I mean, we couldn't put it, we couldn't organize it fast enough. I mean, some of you were there, you might remember it, but we went with one truckload. We came back to the church with three truckloads of stuff. We had to have another outreach to just get rid of all the stuff. We couldn't give it to everybody. There was too much stuff. People couldn't leave carrying enough household items and stuff. God blessed it. We went there to give out one truckload. We came back to the church. We actually, one of the reasons we did the outreach was so that we could empty the garage. Now, and we fill one truck, and now we come back with three truckloads. Now the garage is more full. (laughs) he said i will pour you out a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it jesus himself said give and it will be given back to you what good measure pressed down shaken together and running over will men give unto your bosom he said with the measure that you give it'll be given back to you isn't it so great that when we give of our tithe and our offering we can give not out of fear but we can give out of faith amen Because some people give and they don't, well, I don't want to be cursed. My God. You know, because it said, you know, you've robbed me and you're you're cursed with a curse. And, you know, a lot of people give out of fear because I don't want to be cursed. No, my motivation isn't fear. My motivation is faith. Amen. Because I'm not afraid that I'm going to be cursed. I am excited and glad that the Lord has promised that I will be blessed. Who wants to be blessed? Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Now, he said, test me. He said, test me. You know, it was one of the only places in the whole Bible where God said, test me. Why? Because the Lord knew any time a preacher talked about it, people would gnaw on their Bible and start manifesting. <laughs> Amen. People would start foaming at the mouth. Amen. Some people squeeze George Washington so tight he starts crying tears start coming out amen hallelujah no the lord knew that that where your treasure is there your heart will be amen and when your heart is in the kingdom of god it's not even a thing it's like no sweat but when you're but when it's not it's a whole it is a thing amen who knows what i'm talking about that's my money it's been the power of my hands it's got me this wealth what you just want my money no actually what money amen (laughs) that's what i want to ask people what money over to God. No, actually the Bible says the tithe belongs to the Lord and it's holy unto Him. It actually belongs to Him. Amen. When you tithe, it actually blesses the other 90%. I'd rather have 90% of my income blessed than 100% of it cursed. Are you with me? <laughs> Someone says, well, that was the Old Testament. That was, the, that was under the law. The tithe was before the law. Abraham tithed. And that was before Moses. Okay. okay. Hallelujah. So he said, I'll pour you out blessing. There won't even be room enough to receive. Can I, I I'm just excited now because I have a couple testimonies too, just I mean, just even today, just even yesterday. Now, this is funny because the, the Bible says, He will bless all the work of your hands. Look at your hands. He will bless all of it. All the work of your hands, every bit of it. Amen. That is that what it says in Deuteronomy 28. I'll bless all the work of your hands, I'll give rain on your land. Amen. And I will cause you, Deuteronomy 28, I'll cause you to have a surplus of prosperity. Someone says, prosperity, that's in the Bible. It's all over the Bible. Amen. Hello. Someone says, that prosperity American gospel. Seriously? Then how come the richest ministries on earth are in Africa and not in America? Hello. I know you don't hear about it on CNN or Drudge Report, but it's true. There's, there's, there's a church in Nigeria who feeds the hungry in Detroit. American gospel. Amen. Seriously? No, he said, I will cause you, God said this, I'll cause you to have a surplus of prosperity. The Bible says in, in, in Proverbs, the, the Lord be magnified. Let them say continually, the Lord be magnified, which takes... Pleasure in the prosperity of his people. The Lord actually takes pleasure in you prospering. Seriously, if you don't believe in prosperity, you must have just cut out the whole book of Proverbs. You must have not read about the garden. You must have, you must have just cut out 2 Corinthians 8, 2 Corinthians 9. You must have nothing to do with Deuteronomy 28. You must have nothing to do with Deuteronomy 8. You must have nothing to do with Malachi chapter 2. Come on, are you serious? Get with the program. He said, prove me now. Says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And in verse 11, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and, <laughs> and he shall not destroy the fruit of your ground, neither shall your vine cast your fruit before the time in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And in verse 12, and all the nations shall call you blessed. So, and he says, and, and you will be a delightsome land or a land of delight Says the Lord of hosts. Amen. And of course, we could keep reading where God rebuked them because they were complaining. What good have we done serving the Lord? Or, or what, what have we gained? by serving the Lord will call the heathen blessed, those who tempt God get rich. And God said, you've said terrible things by saying that. Amen. He said you'll see the difference between the righteous and the wicked, those who fear God and those who don't. He was saying you'll see because the Bible says the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. I could go, I could go on for hours and hours of the scriptures that in Job that the wicked will earn the money but the righteous will spend it. That the wicked, the sinful person, heaps up clothes in mounds but the righteous Will wear the clothes. I mean, I could I could go on. I could I could keep you here until the afternoon, late in the afternoon, talking about the blessing of the Lord that's available to every single one of us. I want to decree and declare over your life as you grab a hold of the word of God and you walk in obedience and as you honor God, the Bible says if you God said, if you honor me, I'm gonna honor you. The Bible says, honor the Lord with the first of, of, of your increase. And the Bible says that that your storehouse will be overflowing with new wine and grain. Amen. As you honor Him, as you grab a hold of these principles, as you obey the Word of God, you will see the blessing of the Lord. You will see the hand of God come through for you. David said, I've been young and now I'm old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their seed begging for bread. Hallelujah. David saw the blessing. He saw it when he was young. He saw it when he was old. Even Moses saw it with the children of Israel. And he even prayed, may the Lord bless you and multiply you a thousand times what you are today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! As you take a hold of what the word says and you walk in obedience, you will see God come through for you. You will not lack. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. Psalms 23. You will not lack. You will not go in want. You will not have a need. Hallelujah. I believe God will empower you. That God will raise you up. Not to walk around with a need, but you will be empowered to meet the needs of your generation, of your city, of your nation. I pray multiplication over your people. In the mighty name of Jesus, that you would bless them, that you would multiply them, that you would multiply their resources. I pray and I ask you, Lord, for unexpected blessing to come to them. Lord, just like the ravens brought provision for the prophet of old, I thank you for the flap, flap, flap of the ravens' wings, bringing the silver, the gold, and everything that your people need. Thank you that there's provision for the vision that you have for them. Father, I call in that which your people have need of. Father, I thank you that your hand is upon your church, that your good hand is over them. And Lord, we thank you that you said that as we give of our tithe and offering, you rebuke the devourer for our sake, and that you pour out a blessing upon your people. We give you glory for it now. We give in faith and we thank you for it now in Jesus mighty name. We would love for you to join us at the River Church this morning at 10 a.m. For additional information about our church, you can go on our website at www theriverkoshocton.com. You can also follow us on Facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash theriverkoshocton. Hey, this is Pastor Zachary Weber. Thank you so much for listening to the broadcast this morning. I pray it blessed you in some way. Just before we go off the air, I have a very important question to ask you. If you were to die, This very second, do you know for sure, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that you would go to heaven? You know, the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the Bible says that the wages of those sins is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And the Bible says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And you're a whosoever. So I wanna pray this quick prayer over you. Father, bless every person listening with a long and a healthy life. Jesus, make yourself real to them and do a work in their heart. And if they have not accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, I pray that they would do so right now. Friend, as you're listening, if you want to make a decision for Jesus Christ today and receive the gift that God has for you, the free gift of salvation. I want you to pray this quick prayer with me with your heart and your lips out loud. Just say this with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me and cleanse me and set me free. Jesus, thank you that you died for me. I believe you've risen from the dead and you're coming back again for me I confess with my mouth Jesus is Lord come into my heart right now now just declare this say I am saved I'm forgiven and I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart amen now father I pray over every single person who prayed that prayer seal them now by your blood and by your spirit that on that day let not one person be missing. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer this morning, I want you to get a hold of us and let us know. You can go to theriverkoshocton.com under the contact section. You can let us know that you prayed that prayer. It's so important that you tell people that you made a decision for Jesus today. It's also important to get involved in a local church. You can join us this morning at The River Church. Our service begins at 10 a.m. We're located at 51 Pine Street right here in Koshocton, Ohio. Well, God bless you. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week, 8.30 a.m., right here on Life of Revival. God bless you.